the latest information on high net worth donors and what you need to know for successful fundraising. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the Fundraising School. I'm joined today by my talented colleague, Dr. Chelsea Clark. And Dr. Clark for us leads an important study that comes out every other year that looks at the charitable giving behaviors of high net worth donors. And Chelsea, what does this year's study find? So we're really excited to have just launched the study this year. Um, as Bill mentioned, it is a study that comes out every other year and we look at high net worth philanthropy. And the way that we describe that, just for some context for your, for your listeners, um, would be households that have an income of $200,000 or more per year and or at least a million dollars in investable assets, excluding their primary residence. So that's our, our population for this So study. these are kind of the wealthiest of the wealthy. Maybe we top, are, I know you can't give a specific number, but if we think the top 2%. The, maybe the top 5% okay. at this point with those numbers. But yes, we are looking at wealthy households and asking them questions about their charitable giving, their volunteering, um, their motivations for these things. and. One of the main findings that we are coming out with um, just released again this year, and it's a continuation of, of previous findings, is that wealthy households are very generous. Mm -hmm. um, as you might imagine, we have about 90% of them who gave to charitable causes last year. Nearly half also spent time volunteering. Um, and as you may remember, in last year in 2017, we had quite a few um, disasters occur, natural disasters, hurricanes, and various things and so we asked some questions about disaster giving this year and we found that a quarter of households in addition to all of their charitable giving are also giving to disaster related causes. So Chelsea when we talk about Giving USA the leading category is religion followed by education followed by human services mm -hmm. followed by health. Are those the same behaviors of our high net worth donors? They're fairly similar. Um, in this year, when we come out and we look at um, incidences of giving, meaning what percentage of households are giving to the ty various types of causes, our top category with the high net worth households was giving to basic needs causes mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. year, followed closely by giving to religion. Um, and then education is high on the list as well, um, as, uh, in addition to giving to the environment and combination purposes. But basic needs and religion are, are topping the list. You know, that's interesting because a lot of the headlines that come out are the large gifts to education. And those are there and those are in the study. But basic needs, so our folks are you know, providing uh, help to the homeless, our neighbors exactly. who are homeless, or uh, providing these basic social services. It sounds like those fundraisers have an opportunity here. Um, I think they can definitely, they already have experienced the opportunity um, because that is where the majority of, of households are giving to, um, but they can definitely continue promoting that and um, engaging with people and reminding them perhaps that other people like them are giving to basic needs related charities and they could use that. Chelsea, when you look at the data, you also mentioned that about half of these donors are volunteers. I, I find that to be very interesting because the national average for all Americans is about 25%. Exactly, we're seeing about double that. Yeah, help us unpack that. Uh, help us understand that because again, some people might have this image that you know somebody who's wealthy is out in the economy generating a lot of income, certainly being very generous, as you said, 90% of these folks are donors, and yet they're at a much higher percentage finding time to volunteer. Well, I think that having an impact is really important for our high net worth households, probably for all households in general. Um, but we asked a lot of questions about impact and specifically when we asked about what types of, of philanthropic activities do you believe will have an impact, a positive impact? The top answer was charitable giving, but followed closely by volunteering. And so I think that might be part of why we're seeing such a large percentage of households spending time actively rolling up their sleeves and volunteering. Um, 
And it's kind of across the board. We do have um, a range of individuals with our, our high net worth study. Um, you know, this year and in previous years, we've really expanded to capture diversity in the sample. So we mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. older households and younger households represented and um, households that are diverse in many different ways. And so um, you pull in all those households. Sometimes if you're not able to quite give a large charitable gift yet, you might supplement that by spending time volunteering and vice versa. You said the word impact several times, and we know that all American donors are kind of like the American consumer. They're gonna kick the tires. They wanna see results and they wanna see impact. Because these folks are high net worth and mm -hmm. their aggregate giving is a higher dollar amount, is impact even more important for this demographic of our donors? I don't know from our study results, mm -hmm. it, it, I could say that it's necessarily more important, but it is very important. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of our respondents don't know if they're having an impact or having the impact they've intended mm. with their giving. Actually, over 50% said that they're not sure if their giving is having the impact they intended. Um, and our, our newest, our youngest cohort, we really focused on millennials this year, and they're really very, very interested in impact. It really matters to them. And they're even more likely than older households to say that they're not sure if the giving that they're doing or the volunteering they're doing is having the impact they've intended. All right, Chelsea. Crack the code for us on these millennials. We get that question all the time when we teach for the fundraising school. Wonderful people, working hard, out in the economy, certainly philanthropic, perhaps philanthropic in different ways. What did this study find out about the high net worth donors in the millennial generation? Sure, um, well, as, as you've kind of alluded to, we do see that they are maybe less likely to be giving charitably, but we actually found that they're significantly more likely to be impact investing, um, they are more interested in learning about impact investing. Um, they're also very interested in what the nonprofit can communicate to them because they're looking to the nonprofit to understand if their giving that they are doing is having an impact. Um, the biggest challenge that they have is monitoring whether or not their giving is having an impact. So this idea of making a difference, um, we really see that the millennials are looking to the organizations that they're, that they're giving to, that they're volunteering with, to um, inform them, educate them, help them understand if their giving is making a difference. You know, this whole issue of giving making a difference, and Chelsea noting that the study shows more than half of these high net worth donors are saying that they're not sure if their giving is making a difference. That tells me as fundraisers, we need to redouble our efforts with stewardship. And sure. you know, it's so interesting, we hear from donors who say, you know, I hear from the fundraiser, uh, I make the gift, and I maybe receive that initial thank you, but then I don't hear from the fundraiser afterwards until it's time to request another gift. It sounds like from these data, there's a good reminder about stewardship to stay in touch with the donor, even when you're not asking for money, and at the very least, to be talking about impact. Absolutely. I think that for a fundraiser in general, two things, you know, there is a role for, for educating your prospective mm -hmm. donors, um, and there's definitely a role for communicating about your organization's mission, generally speaking, but also specifics about how you're serving your constituents. Um, a lot of our, our study found um, about 44% of our, our individuals responding said that they considered themselves novices mm. when it came to their knowledge of charitable giving and philanthropy in general. So there's a lot of room to just educate people on what charitable giving is and how they can be giving. Um, we found that, as, as we've already talked about, you know, a lot of people are unsure if they're having the impact they intended. And the majority, when we ask, people, we ask these households, these individuals, what are you looking to, to evaluate if your gift is having mm. an impact? The, the top answer, overwhelmingly, 71% said they're looking to that organization that they made the gift to. They're looking back to 
the, the fundraiser who might have reached out to them and, and really looking for them to, to provide information to suggest that like, yes, I am making a difference with my giving. Um, so there's definitely a role for educating them on how their gift is being used, the impact that it's having. Um, when we ask them about what they'd like to be more knowledgeable about specifically, a lot of households and individuals are looking for ways to get involved, ways to volunteer, finding out opportunity that fits their skill set and their abilities. Um, and they're also just in general interested in understanding what the nonprofit's doing, what its mission is, and how it's serving constituents. So these data in this report are important in and of themselves. And Chelsea's, I also understand that we've been doing this report for a while and we're able to track some information about generations. What, what does the report tell us as one generation moves to the next in terms of philanthropic behavior? Meaning if I'm a fundraiser and I know I'm raising money from the family member of one generation, is there some information about subsequent generations that this report can help me with? Well, we, we do um, ask a few questions about traditions within families. Um, and probably a negative um, outcome perhaps from that question is that for the most part, households don't involve other generations in okay. their giving decision making. They, we asked them this year for the first time whether they, and we've always asked about if they involve younger generations mm -hmm. or are you involving your children or your grandchildren in your giving decisions. And this year we asked um, if they were involving older generations. Are you, are you talking to your parents or your grandparents about giving? Um, and by and large, most people aren't doing either. They're not having mm -hmm. conversations with, with older generations. They're not having conversations with younger generations. They're making their own decisions. Um, there's probably a lot of reasons why they're doing that, but it could be something that a fundraiser might suggest, advise, talk about how you could be having these intergenerational conversations just to try to get everyone on the, the same page and um, understanding maybe if the family has a, a mission or a set of values that they want to pass along. Dr. Chelsea Clark, who as you can see, is a talented member of our research team at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy with important data, but also important takeaways for fundraisers that uh, we're looking at the top 5% of America's wealth. 90% of these neighbors are charitable donors. About half of them will volunteer. Uh, they look to fundraisers for information about the organization. They also look to the organization for more information about results. And so there's a stewardship message as well. And generationally, we need to be even more intentional about encouraging other generations of that wealthy family to be engaged with our nonprofit. Now this report is available for free on our college's website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Look at the research tab and you'll see the high net worth donor study as well as so many other free research reports that you can utilize. You can also find out information about the courses we offer from the fundraising school, including, for example, our course on major gifts fundraising. And so you have an opportunity to learn how to raise money at higher levels from all of your donors, including those who have high net worth. Again, that website is philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. You'll also see information about our webinars, these podcasts, and other resources. I'm Bill Stanjukevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.